Hello there. Welcome to Weird World, the podcast where we talk about weird stuff. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. I'm Dean. And today we bring you one of our continuing Halloween spooky episodes as we do during October. This one has, uh, I think, a fair amount of spookiness. It's something that's much, much lesser known, but still has some creepiness. Dean is going to lead it, right? Uh-huh. Yep, Dean. No, no let me do it. <laughs> Carrie's, no. gonna, Carrie's not going to do it because Carrie has, uh, we, we suppose, some kind of triple pneumonia. She might have the bubonic plague. We're not sure. That. Waiting on some blood work. but I have not covid we know, that. we know that. Yes, we know that. But what she does have is a sultry voice, which I kind of like, but then also I'm going to get in sick of. Yeah, husky, so. but she won't oh, stop well, sniffing. Sorry. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Dean. Okay. Who wants to go for a hike? Rachel. She posts about it on it. Did yeah. she really? Yeah, she went on one today. Oh, well, she's I become, did not know that. She's become quite the hiker. Has she? That's good. So let's say you're walking along a mountain pass through the crags of the Santa Lucia Mountains. Ever heard of those? No. We'll learn more about those in a moment. You hug the central coast of California along this path, because those mountains do. The Pacific Ocean is surprisingly close to you on, your, on the west. You were warned, though, by some smart person before you went on this hike that you knew there might be someone else residing on those high mountain ridges besides you when you go on your hike. So because you were warned, you try not to look behind you as you take this trip. All you have is a stick, maybe some water, but that's it. You don't have a camera, you don't have any phone, you don't have any high-tech equipment. Nothing like that at all. Again, because you were warned. I don't understand what's happening here. Oh, you will. I'm confused. Finally, you can't hold out any longer, so you just quickly shoot a look behind you. You look up along one of the high slopes that surrounds you. Maybe you even felt a little bit of a presence before you did that. But then, you see it. There, standing near one of those jagged peaks, is something? It's 10 feet tall, maybe even taller. Some have said up to 15 feet tall. It's dark, almost like a silhouette. It's human, you think, but maybe not entirely human, Human human-esque, perhaps. Has very long arms and appears to be holding some kind of a stick or, Carrie, a stave (laughs) in its hands. Forgot that word. You forgot that word. I'm gonna yeah. use it. I'm gonna try to use it almost every episode. <laughs> and it is dressed in some kind of a, a like a dark cloak, some kind of a flowing black gown. And on top of his head, it wears a wide-brimmed hat. I know well, what it is. Well, that's fun. You do know what it is. Carrie knows what it is. It sounds know? like a video game like character. It's a d- dementor. Dementor? Mm, you know um, what? It maybe it gave uh, gave rise to the Dementors, I guess, Harry which as Potter? we know are fictional characters. These are not. Oh. You stop and you stare, but this thing watching you does nothing but brood silently. And that's what it does. It watches you as you wisely start walking again, and you soon pass through its domain. But just as the end there, before you hit whatever head down that slope or turn a corner, Glance back again very quickly, and you see nothing. (gasps) The 
creature has disappeared. I would go poo-poo in my pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now you're safe. You made it through your trip along the Santa Lucia Mountains. And good thing you were warned before you took that trek. And you wore your adult diaper. You probably wore your adult poo-poo. diaper. Is that yep. a thing? Oh, because depends. Emma would wear her adult diaper. I would wear a pair yes. of Depends. But you knew what to do and what not to do. Most importantly, you did not attempt to get close to that black-headed bean. You did not try to <laughs> approach it. You would not have tried to take a picture of it, even if you had been foolish enough to have brought a camera, high-tech equipment, because mm. you knew if you try to take a picture of it, it would simply disappear. And if you try to approach it, it would disappear before you got anywhere close. Because what have you just seen? You have just seen a dark watcher. <gasps> like in the Marvel universe? What? There's a dark watcher in the Not a dark, but there's the watchers, you know? No, this is not that. This is the big-headed boys? I know you're talking about that. Not those people at all. This is a dark watcher. Damn it. Black, cloak, featureless hat staves. <laughs> Let's go back to the Santa Lucia Mountains. They, never heard of, never heard of Santa Lucia Mountains? Where they rise 5,000 feet, up over 5,000 feet. The biggest one is the Junipero Serra Peak okay, at 5,857 re- feet, which is about 1,785 meters. Cone Peak at over 5,000 feet high. Can we rename Junipero Serra? We should, yes. Yeah, okay. You, that's important. Yeah, okay, yes. What should we name it? Um, almost anything else yeah. would be better than him. Since he did pretty much exterminate the uh, Native Americans in the oh, area. God. I certainly helped do that. Thanks a lot, Huniparo. <laughs> I live. I used to live near Huniparo in uh, uh, Boulevard in Long Beach. Yeah. Let's There's rename that too. Right? Yes, there are. stuff named after yeah. that He was a big guy. deal. He was a big, big guy for starting yeah. churches and wiping out uh, Native Americans. He's kind of a monster. Fuck that guy. Cone Peak is over 5,000 feet, and it's the highest mountain that's within three miles of the ocean in the continental U.S. I guess there must be one in Alaska. I don't know. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it is. The right Santa here Lucia's, in our own backyard. Right here in our backyard. The Santa Lucia's run north to south. They're never more than about 11 miles from the California coast. They run from just south of Carmel in Monterey County all the way through San Luis Obispo County. So, so they are all right along the central coast of California. Wow. Okay. We have been there. We have passed through them. I feel I dumb. I'm pretty sure you have. You probably have. I know I have. Oh, I'm sure I have too, but yeah. I feel dumb that I never <laughs> knew that's what it was called. In fact, it's super rugged. They hug the coastline along the whole way, so it's, it's an odd place for a, a mountain range. The famous Big Sur, the, the stretch of coastline called Big Sur in California, that uh, starts, I think, just south of, of of Carmel, I think, but it's in mostly Monterey County on the, on the central coast of California. That is basically the Santa Lucia Mountains plunging into the sea, essentially. Huh. In places along that stretch of coast, you've seen it, you've been on it, we've driven on it. The mountains rise like right from the sea with steep cliffs above you, and you drive Pacific Coast Highway. In some stretches, you're, I mean, you are just on the precipice overlooking the ocean. It's a pretty white knuckle drive. We've done it. You, did you black it out? No, I don't know. Okay, good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've ever done this one. It's, it's a little bit of a scary drive because you really you are right on the ocean. Where is it again? The Central Coast, California. Oh. So Monterey County, San Luis Obispo County. No. It's, um, it's an incredibly scenic drive. But you did you, that in your little Honda Del Sol. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a good car to have on that stretch because if you have something with a big profile, it could be scary or even, even without. The Chumash 
tribe of Native Americans have lived along California's Central Coast for thousands of years. They even inhabited some of the Channel Islands where they would have coexisted with pygmy mammoths up until just a few thousand years ago. Do you know there was, there was one, the last mammoth was actually survived in, on the, in the Channel Islands I think like four or 5,000 years ago. I did not really? know that Far at all. Beyond, all the continental mammoths that died out at the end of the Ice Age 10,000 plus years ago were the second to last. They were, there was a pygmy mammoth on, on one, one or more of the islands. For, I did not know that. Yeah. And the uh, Chumash, they built these redwood plank canoes that were very good at sea travel. Those canoes were considered technologically just as good as anything the Polynesians were building at the time when they were sailing all over the ocean. They, their homes are these dome-shaped huts built from, I think, from reeds. So they look like hairy igloos. Have you ever seen them? Well, I think we actually have seen them. We've seen them at some museum or something like that. They they had like a a recreation of one. They they, they really look like literally think of a, of an igloo that yeah. looks sort of hairy. This this kind of light brown reed, like hairy like reed thing. That's what they made their huh. their uh, homes out of. They fished in the ocean. They gathered shellfish along the rocky beaches. They gathered nuts and fruits and tubers, I imagine, from the mountains and the valleys that dot this very rough stretch of coastline. Names from the Chumash include Lompoc, Pismo Beach, and Malibu. Cool. Lived all they lived basically on the central coast all the way down into Southern California along the coast. Wow. Lovely. Lots of familiar names there. Sure. I've never been to any of those places. I've been to all of those places. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Chumash that gave us the legend of the Dark Watchers. Okay, we're back from one of Carrie's spasms. <laughs> Carrie just had to a, had a pause things here because she blew her nose, and did you notice that she wiped her whole face? What's going on? <laughs> you have to wipe your face. Okay, this is not appropriate podcast content. Oh, it's very appropriate. I think it's funny. It gives them a glimpse into our lives. It does. It does. Carrie's Makes us more human, mm-hmm. you know? It humanizes you, Carrie. Yeah. You, even you, Carrie, can get sick. <laughs> right. Yes, I can get sick. But I also, I blew my nose like a proper lady. Yeah, you did blow your nose like a proper lady. And then did you go to do a cough-like... Uh, Fist to the mouth and then belch. Yes, I think you did. We're going to... Everybody burps. Okay. That's <laughs> She's even more human now. very good yes. children's book. It was the Chumash that gave us the legend of the Dark Watchers. So again, they're tall and dark. They're always on the mountains looking after you and looking at you anytime you walk through the Santa Lucia's. So the Chumash would, would see them all the time, watching over them, but having otherwise very little interaction with them. They knew to never approach any dark watcher, and they also would sometimes bring gifts and offerings, it is said. According to the legend, the dark watchers typically appear near dusk or dawn, so beginning of the day and the end of the day. They were also said to have this amazing hearing an amazing eyesight, I guess, the better to watch over the trespassers in their yeah. world. So knowing these things and in this way, the Chumash coexisted with these beings in their patch of California. In more modern times, it's said that the watches never appear to anyone carrying any kind of sophisticated equipment. You recall our hiker from a moment ago yes, was warned yes. about that. So I, I guess it's okay to have like a walking stick. I mean, they do. They do. They're pretty, you know, rude if they didn't allow that. Maybe you can have a hat too, yeah. I guess. I'm assuming because they do too. But if you had like, a, I guess if you have any kind of a, a camera or, or some kind of high-tech equipment, 
they would never appear to you. This See, is very convenient. It is very Super convenient. Super duper. But it's also part of the legend, Carrie, all right? Really? The Chumash Indians said, Well, I'm supposing carry. that was noticed some years later. Okay. Chumash I'm imagining. natives. Mm-hmm. Yes, Carrie. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank I you very apologize. much, Carrie. Thank okay. you. She still calls the Washington football team the Redskins because that's what she's like. <laughs> yeah, because she um, knows anything about football. <laughs> People also have often reported feeling kind of a foreboding when walking the trails along the Santa Lucia Mountains, but the Dark Watchers have never attacked anyone. Oh. That we know of. Dun, dun, dun. Well, how is that scary? <laughs> because maybe they have. And, and they couldn't mm. tell the tale. Mm. Exactly, and they found a hook on the outside of the dog. <laughs> As our intrepid trekker knew at the beginning of the story here, if you attempt to approach a dark wa- watcher, they disappear. So no one has actually ever seen the face or the facial features of a dark, wa- dark watcher. They just, again, they almost like the silhouette, kind of a, an idea. They will disappear if you approach them. So they sometimes also disappear if you, if you change the, the, how you're looking at them, change your angle. And... You you know what? You may never be seen again because there are some legends that say people have disappeared in the Santa Lucia range and possibly connected to Dark Watchers. I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions. It has to be because nobody disappears in the mountains. Never That's once. Good point. Correct. Very oh, well. Yeah. It's got to be nefarious. Wow. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. But others say that the Dark Watchers are benevolent, really. That they're actually the reason they're up there watching you is to make sure you make it out okay. That's so sweet of them. They're keeping tabs on you. Nice. I know. It just Has anybody have... reported being saved by a dark watcher? I, you know, like a dolphin in the ocean? Yeah. Was, I don't think so. Not that I know of anyway. But remember, they're only going to keep tabs on you if you don't have any high-tech equipment. I, they're very anti-tech. I hmm. think probably because they hate tech bros. Yeah. Which is fair. So... Super fair. I mean, they live in California. There's a lot of there them. So they probably heard, like, they're kind of rude. They're, they're not that far from Silicon Valley. Yeah. I mean, Just thanks again, Elon, for <laughs> now the dark watches it. don't, won't help us out if we have a, a cell phone. I mean, God damn it. Then the Spanish conquistadors and their priest came to the same part where the Chumash had lived for so many thousands of years, and they began to systematically wipe out the Chumash and their culture through disease and slavery and forced conversion. Yep. No shock there. The last Chumash to speak their ancient language died in 1965. So there's no native speaker. I mean, I I imagine we we must have recordings of it, but there's no native speaker of Chumash. Very much so. I think her name was Mary Lee. She was the last one. There are Currently, about 5,000 or so Chumash remaining. Many of them live on a 127-acre reservation located near Santa Inez in, I think, northern Santa Barbara County, which is wine country. Yep. So if you're up there tasting some wine, maybe, you know, head out to the reservation and make an asshole out of yourself. (laughs) Hugely appreciated. It was the Spanish who gave us the name of these creatures. The area began to be explored in the 1500s by the Spanish, but it really didn't have significant settlement until the 1700s. And that was when the Spanish started seeing the Dark Watchers on the peaks of the Santa Lucia Mountains. These unexplained sentinels terrified them often. So they called them the Los Figilantes Oscuros, which Mm. literally means the Dark Watcher. At least I 
I've read that it literally means the Dark Watcher, but I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Vigilantes is, is Watcher? Could be. I guess. Okay. I Somebody could fact not, check us. Could not discern that second word that you said. Oscuros. Oh. I rolled my R's because I always do, even though there's only one R and I shouldn't have. It's just, it's kind of showing off. See, that sounds like that's the watcher part. But what? No, with Bell. Vigilante, it's not going to be dark. Oscuros must mean oh, dark yeah, and Vigilante must mean watcher. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a Vigilante is a, I guess. So I guess the, the translation of that is dark watcher. Carrie's checking it on Google right now as we speak. Something I could have done and chose not to. The early white settlers began realizing that they were being watched when they travel through the Santa Lucia range as well. So Dark Watchers was apparently settled local legend in the 20, by the 20th century for sure because that's when they made their first appearance to kind of a semi-mass audience. Mm-hmm. That's when we first hear about them here in, uh, in print at least. The first time was a poem by the California poet named Robinson Jeffers. He wrote a poem called Such Counsels You Gave to Me published in 1937 in a book of poetry. And in that, he writes about a young man who's walking through the Santa Lucia's when he sees something up along a ridge. I'll quote from the poem. (laughs) The fall of the hill toward Howron's, he saw apparently a person on the verge outlined against the darkening. Wait, this is badly punctuated. (laughs) (laughs) He saw apparently a person on the verge outlined against the darkening commissure of the farther hills, intently gazing into the valley, dot, dot, dot. He thought it might be one of the watchers who are often seen in this length of coast range, forms that look human to human eyes, but certainly are not human. They come from behind ridges and watch, end quote. Interesting. In this poem, though, when the young man approaches the watcher, he realizes all he's really seen is a reflection of himself. So mm. it becomes kind of weird. Yeah. But, he, but Robinson Jeffers used the, the legend to you know, illustrate a point in his poem. More famously, or at least a little bit more, more famously, the still somewhat struggling writer John Steinbeck, who would later, of course, be one of the greatest writers of all time, he wrote a collection of short stories called The Long Valley. He published it in 1938. One of those stories was called Flight, and that story features a young Mexican-American fleeing through the Santa Lucia range to, I think he, he committed some accidental crime, like accidentally killed somebody, so he's fleeing for his life. He knows he's gonna be arrested. And here is a passage from that story about the Watchers. Quote, Pepe looked suspiciously back every minute or so, and his eyes sought the tops of the ridges ahead. Once, on a white barren spur, he saw a black figure for a moment, but he looked quickly away, for it was one of the Dark Watchers. (gasps) No one knew who the Watchers were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never to show interest in them. They did not bother one who stayed on the trail and minded his own business. End quote. So you have kind of the fully-fledged legend by at least 1938 when, and, and certainly before that because John Steinbeck's obviously playing off of a, a legend that he was aware of. His mother, John, John Steinbeck's mother, she was a big believer in Dark Watchers. Her name was Olive Hamilton. She was a teacher and she, she'd trek through the hills on her way to teach sometimes or often I guess and, and during these sojourns she would claim to have seen the Watchers many times. Mm-hmm. She even said that sometimes she would bring gifts of them to them like fruit or nuts or flowers, and she favored a little secluded spot near Mule Deer Canyon. She'd go there and she'd leave her gift on the way back on the return trek to home. She'd go there and her gifts would be gone and something else would be there waiting for her in exchange. Oh, like what? 
I didn't say what I read. Oh, I want to know what the watchers left for her. Probably not high tech equipment. No. no, I'm going to assume, or maybe weirdly it was. I don't know. Maybe it was walking sticks. Yes, yes. Sacrifice child. Who knows? Who knows? Who say, just kidding. Drew thinks it's terrible. Since then, there have been many supposed encounters. In the mid-1960s, a school principal hiking with some friends near the Monterey Peninsula suddenly looked up, and he spotted a dark watcher watching, as they do, from above. So he shouts out to all his fellow um, hikers there and says, hey, look, 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 look. When everybody turned up to look, it was gone. It was gone. They tend to vanish very quickly. They don't. Mind your own business. Leave them alone. You can kind of look at them a little bit, but don't draw attention to it. Don't... And, do not walk toward it. There's two more stories uh, about Dark Watchers. I, I took this from the Skeptoid podcast episode on Dark Watchers, and these stories were supposedly, I guess, from like online discussion groups. I don't know if that's a thing, but here's Reddit, the first one. Otherwise known as Reddit. Probably. <laughs> Reddit. We see the Dark Watchers all the time. There's someone who wrote into it. They are always out at dusk and dawn. All you see is just a tall, dark silhouette. They almost look like horses standing on their hind legs, with the assistance of a walking stick. Huh. It's pretty creepy, and nobody has ever seen them close up. They disappear the moment you try to get closer. That's one story. Horses. So they're very kind of huh. angular shape. Again, they're, they're always presented as human or human-like, but like, like they're human, but oh, I just don't feel like they're completely just... They're not just 15-foot humans. There's something mm -hmm. a little weird and different about them. Yeah. Here's another one. It was a really big human figure, but it wasn't. It had a black cape kind of like the Grim Reaper, and it was leaning over, holding on to a staff. Even in mid-light, he, he was very black and reminded me of a raven. That's the next story. So those are some folks who have written in about their adventures with the Dark Watchers. So that's, that's fairly recent. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But before the Chumash natives were mostly murdered by the Spanish, mm -hmm. they did thankfully give us this legend of the Dark Watchers. That's what the story tells us. Are did they? I think y'all knew that was coming. Yeah, I think so. So the answer is maybe not. In fact, the answer is almost certainly not. In fact, yeah. the answer is for sure not. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Chumash Indians. I mean, natives. that is... I'm sorry, natives. You're right. Wow. I'm as, almost as bad as Carrie. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Again, according to the Skeptoid episode I listened to, the, the closest thing is something called a Nunesis, the closest to from actual Chumash uh, folklore. They're kind of like, I guess, monsters, like animals, like weird misshapen animals, and they, and they come into to the middle world. That's where humans live. I guess there's, there's multiple worlds. And they spread sickness and, and bad things, right? Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the legend of the Nunesis. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, by the way. These creatures, they might be somewhat humanoid, but they, you know, they don't wear dark cloaks. They don't stand on mountains. They don't watch you. They aren't sentinels. They, they, they're in no way, shape, or form are truly dark watchers. And that's that's, you know, that's taking the dark watcher legend and then pouring over Chumash legend and trying to find something like it. And that's the best that you can do. I mean, if you if you would have heard that legend and you would never associate it in any way with dark watchers, it's clearly not that. So there's no. There's absolutely no truth to the fact, to the idea that it came from the Jumash. That's something that's incredibly common. Yes. In any kind of parent, especially here in, in, in the United States and Canada too, where they always say, oh, well, the ancient natives knew all about it. And they said, da, da, da. I mean, that's, that's Bigfoot, that's Loch Ness Monster. I'm not Loch Ness, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lake Champlain Monsters and other, other lake monsters in North America. It's 
uh, virtually never true. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can tell, there are no written records of the Spanish settlers writing about the dark watches. Again, everything you read on the interwebs about dark watches, they always say, and then the Spanish told stories of being scared and seeing dark watches. It's just, it's just copy and paste, repeat, repeat, rinse and repeat. And there's no truth there. There's never a source given. And it's just it, another thing like the, oh, the ancients knew about it, is, is to just repeat the same story unsourced from rendering to rendering to rendering. This is, that's classic paranormal, quote unquote, I'm putting air quotes for research because it's not research, it's really right. the, the anti-research. Mm-hmm. So as far as I can tell, it doesn't look like there's anything. It doesn't appear to have been in print in anywhere until Robertson Jeffers in 1937 and John Steinbeck in 1938, which is fairly recent. And also clearly some of the details about the dark watches we've shared here, eh, they're pretty much nonsense. I think about the supposition that they have great eyesight, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're keeping tabs on travelers. How, how could you? It's unknowable. Yeah. You can't know that. Yeah. You don't know their intent. You don't know their... Yeah, how would you... You know, Oh, great eyesight, and I think also great hearing. Yeah. Why? How? Who told you that? No one told you yeah. that. How would you know that? You can't know that. So clearly, when it's something that's unknowable... It had to have been invented. It had to have been made up and then attached to this legend. There's also no clear disappearance related to the Dark Watchers. It's more just legend making. It's more, we've talked about this before. You just, you add things to it. It accretes details and things like that that have no basis in even the kernel of that legend. And often, in, in terms, especially when it's something that's supposedly some, some kind of supernatural power or something like that, the reason for that is to make it less explainable. In this case, I think it's just to make it more interesting and add detail to mm-hmm. it. But clearly, these details are made up. The utility of the no high-tech thing is incredibly obvious. That's so on the nose. That's yeah. carrying us right away. That's, that's just, I mean, how else do you explain that there aren't any pictures of dark watches? Oh, well, obviously, no one with a camera can never see them because they hate technology and modern equipment for some reason. It's Which is just silly. And did that part of the story or legend or whatever we're calling this, did that exist in the John Steinbeck? And no. So it's no. obviously... It's a modern yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. invention. It's mostly right that there aren't any pictures, as I just mentioned. There are actually supposed pictures of Dark Watchers, are, and there's also references to pictures. Like I read one source says, oh, and there's lots of pictures and some are very interesting. Well, I've seen them. I've looked at them. At best, they're clumsy fakes. Yeah. I mean, they're not even well done. Some look like witches. Some literally look like witches because, you know, they read about the wide brim hats. So yeah. I think somebody's yeah. got a silhouette of a witch because it's too <laughs> lazy to draw a tall man with a wide brim hat. Lord. So they just did uh, some witches like, and, and put, superimposed the pictures up on, on hills. Others have white eyes. It's just these three like men looking things, but they're all black. They're like silhouettes, kind of in suits, sort of, uh, and they have white eyes. Even though the legend very clearly says you can't see any of their facial yeah. features whatsoever. So that's just lazy. You just didn't read the whole legend when you made your fake photograph, yeah. whoever you are on the internet. One picture I saw is a guy in a black suit. And his, it looks like his head is either painted black, he's like he's bald and he's painted back, or he's wearing a tight skin covering. It's almost like it was a blue man group member, but they ran out of blue paint and had to use black paint. <laughs> and he dressed in a black suit, and he takes a picture kind of at dusk in the mountains somewhere. He's like walking a trail. It looks like a real person. But he wore, so he's like black suit, black tie, right? White dress shirt. 
So what? <laughs> you, you couldn't go get a black shirt, bro? That's super easy. Come on, go get Laziness. a black shirt. But also, if these are ancient beings. They're not going to be wearing a suit no, in this a tie. Guy, this, this, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Some of these pictures may just be art. Yeah. But, yeah. but some are clearly intended to look, to look like, oh, look, I took this picture of a dark watcher, yeah. and they're, they're not well done. And maybe the watchers change with the times. They might. Maybe. Maybe. Modernize. Maybe. I still feel like you can do better. You could have just gotten a black on. morph suit, yeah. which is a head-to-toe, skin-tight yeah. suit. Get on some stilts. Do there some photoshopping. Get a stave. Get a stave and a, a wide-brimmed... I don't know what a stave is. <laughs> Get some gauzy material. And a yeah. white wide-brimmed hat. Yeah. It's, you guys are really not thinking this through. Not at all. There's not ways all. you could do it. And do it well. I feel like you can dress like Pope Benedict, but in black, and yeah. you can pull it off. Get so Adobe. I, st- I still picture Dementors, you know, with the the gauzy, yeah, flowy black. Kind of. That kind could of. work. That could work. Take a picture of a Dementor, put it Not on a, a mountain, a Central Coast mountain picture. Boom. See what happens. Yep. Never know. Clearly, though, there was some kind of a local story before the 1930s. Because both Steinbeck and Jeffers were trading on that story. So there was clearly a legend. Yeah. At least by then, there had been a legend. And again, if we believe, actually, Thomas Steinbeck, who was John Steinbeck's son, told the stories of his grandma, John Steinbeck's mom, talking about the Dark Watches and giving them gifts and things like that. I, so, heard, I heard he's a known liar. Thomas Steinbeck, the yeah. son of John Steinbeck? That's a pretty vicious slander for no reason. <laughs> for no I'm reason joking. at all. Wow. I'm that kidding. Just, that was She's just being a silly goose. <laughs> that came out of anger, I feel like. <laughs> Do you think it's because she has terminal pneumonia? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bronchial plague. But still, obviously, as we just talked about, this legend, what however formed it was, and whatever the, the quote-unquote true parts of the legend were, it's gathered more detail along the way, and clearly there's been some modern inventions associated with it. So whether... It was made up a very, very long time ago. You know, the Spanish settlers or the Chumash are, it was made up relatively recently. It's still obviously an invention. So it could have been made in 1900. And by 1930s, it was a well-known legend. And it could have been made up much, much, much more recently mm-hmm. in terms of its, its details still. Whether it's old or new, an invention is still an invention. A, 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 you know, a phony detail is still a phony detail. People have seen, I think truthfully, and, and seen something they don't understand that's inexplicable to them up in the Santa Lucia Mountains. It, it's this weird-looking, tall, dark humanoid that's seen in, at dusk and dawn up a slope. And, and what's going on there? We, there are some theories of what might, be, might explain that. One of my favorites, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it's my favorite, <laughs> is that it's actual people. That is nomads, mountain dwellers. They mm. keep to themselves, and if you're walking through, it's like one of those, okay, keep walking, keep walking. I'm watching you. Don't get on my lawn. <laughs> you kids stay off my lawn. I'll watch you all the way to the other side of my lawn, then I'm going to go back in my house. We call, that- them, we call them Larrys. Yes. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Whoa. She's just kind of mean. She's too. vicious. <laughs> yes, she is. That's a, that's a good friend of ours who <laughs> is like that, admittedly. He's such a good friend. He doesn't listen to our podcast, so oh, he'll never well, know. Damn. I'm wow. This group of, I don't know, mountain dwellers have never been recorded by anyone. They've never been contacted by modern Americans. You know, in California's <laughs> central coast. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not even true of the Amazon anymore. So, mm, no. I'm going to say no to the it's real people. And they'd have to be pretty tall, too. Some, yeah. some super tall, tall humanoids 
undiscovered California Central Coast. Okay, so tell us again why this is your favorite. Because it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. I and think people it's have actually fun. said, hey, maybe it's this. Yeah. And I mean, I like that. Depending on the region, it's somewhat believable. Like, if, I mean, there are certain populations in parts of the world that are somewhat untouched. Yes. And undocumented yes. and not really, you know, a part of. The yeah, but we know about modern them. world, but we know about yeah. them. Like backwoods, you know, yeah. people in the Appalachians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On. People who do terrible things with pigs. Those kinds of things. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know much. Uh, about could that. there be a, a, a group? But, but we know about them. Yeah, and we I don't see them. I don't. Beatty. We know what they do. We know Burt Reynolds knows what they are. And so. I don't see those being common at all in the state of California not. or yeah. in that area of California. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if you go way up north, way it, up north in the yeah. state of Jefferson, they might. Be. State of Jefferson. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Cooking sure. meth and hating <laughs> the country. <laughs> so, the another potential explanation is hallucinations. Usually when people bring up hallucinations, they say, oh, maybe it's from oxygen deprivation. Yeah. And fatigue. So, I mean, tired people and and people who are deprived of oxygen can see and hear things that aren't there. But we're talking about peaks, peaks that are just a little over 5,000 feet. Yeah, I was going to say. So, I swear to God, you read about oxygen oxygen (laughs) deprivation a lot. That's silly. Eventually, we're going to do a story on the uh, gray man of McDouille, a legend from Scotland, and that peak is a little over 4,000 feet. And for that, they also cite oxygen deprivation. Wow. If that was true, it'd be routine for people to go skiing and trip balls. Yeah. yeah. All the time. They'd be seen, dark watchers would be seen everywhere all the time. Some microbrew would have a dark watchers black <laughs> IPA, and hey, wait a second. <gasps> that actually sounds. Mm, He's making a note. You can't use that. <laughs> Microbrew people. We just trademarked it Damn right it, now. Or call me at least, and maybe it will, we'll work something out. We don't know how to start it. <laughs> but here. the idea that it is some kind of um, oxygen deprivation thing, eh, I'm going to say. Maybe these people unlikely. took Benadryl. Mm-hmm. Go on. I'm and listening. accidentally took the drowsy kind and then had to fight sleep because you see some crazy hmm. shit when you fight sleep. Let me assess that as a doctor, which I am. And I actually <laughs> recently saved the toe oh, of Lord. a friend of ours uh, who, uh, with my quick action. Yes. So, as a doctor, which again I am, no. doctor to a kind, I think there's something to your, your idea there. Yeah. That's yes. actually, there is kind of an ongoing joke and. I don't know if joke's the right word, but people, you know, a lot of people take Benadryl to fall asleep. Yeah. And they say, like, I, you know, it's a joke that, like, I took three Benadryl and then fought my sleep and saw the shadow people and saw, like, <laughs> the hat man in the corner. Really? Yeah. And a lot of people, yeah. you know, so maybe it's that. Maybe they, one time I took some Dramamine and woke up and saw some crazy shit on yeah, the highway. But if you take three Benadryl <laughs> and go hiking in the mountains, you're in. You're, on, maybe they're taking dumb. allergy medicine because oh, they're gotcha, in gotcha, gotcha. nature okay. and they took right. some drowsy kind. You know what? And they Let's go with that. saw shit. Let's add that to the list of possibilities. That's my guess for modern times, okay. obviously. Okay. Folklore. But we mentioned hearing things, you can't hear things. There is another kind of supposed idea that is, is sometimes, again, associated with the drug watchers, and it has to do with infrasound. Have you heard of infrasound? Yes, I yes, was going to bring that up. Really? really? Yeah. It, some people say, okay, maybe this is involved somehow. Infrasound can cause feelings of dread and fear, mm-hmm. and that sound that's between 7 and 19 hertz, which is just below normal human hearing range, and infrasound can be caused by things like as simple as the wind, mm-hmm. and it can 
bring can make you kind of hear things and, and bring these weird for feelings of foreboding. Is this why San Edwards make people crazy? Probably. Crazy. Maybe I don't know. Let's go with it. Don't some No, I think it's ions or something like that. That's what they say. I, positive ions. The yeah. The fuck? Does yeah. that even mean? I'm not a billion percent sure. <laughs> Where's Jack when we need him? I know. Like right now. You know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the problem with this theory, though, is that dark watchers are something that people have claimed to see, not to have heard. So I'm not 100% sure why infrasound is brought up, but it is. Like nomads. <laughs> well, because it causes the phenomena of messing with your brain. It causes, well, no, I think. And the, are you the able to recognize fear and dread, it? Yes. But then if we turn and see a dark watcher, that shouldn't be an infrasound oh, thing. Okay. So again, the, the gray man of Mactui. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll eventually I'll learn how to pronounce it before we do that episode. Please, because that sounds French, not Scottish. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. yeah. The great amount of Is that better? That, that is better. Okay. The uh, that <laughs> one is said to have the, the feelings of dread are an integral part of that legend, even more so than they are the Dark Watch. Dark Watches you read that sometimes mostly as though you see these mm-hmm. these crazy 15, 10, 15 foot humanoids in all in black it, with the Gray Man in Scotland. Sometimes you just hear it and and feel it. So infrasound makes more sense in that context than yeah. it does in this context, I think. There's a visual as well with the gray man, of course. I'm, in, the, I'm intrigued about that we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it one of these days. So a better option, I think, is something we are a little bit familiar with here on the show is peri, peridolia. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. I have know. no clue. Where's Jack? <laughs> it's the, the peridolia. Jack. How do you pronounce pareidolia? Is it pareidolia? Para, you know, the thing where you see things. Where you see uh, patterns. Pareidolia? Uh, we've been told it's pareidolia. <laughs> By a resident scientist? <laughs> you say no. Anyway. <laughs> Goodbye. It is the tendency of humans to form patterns from things they see, even when there's nothing there. Oh, You know, you turn those, sure. those model shadows into a cave lion because it's about to kill you Yes, in the olden days, like 20 years ago. It's how you, <laughs> your, your jacket hanging on a hook yes. yeah. looks like a person in your bedroom. Yeah, that's a little bit, that's an easy one, though. I mean, I mean, peri- periodolia can really just literally shadows and things like that, and you form a shape out of nothing, not even something like, you know, a, not a, an object. A jacket is actually looks like a person, even, so even much less of a thing. Just than, a than shadow. That. Yeah, or, or, or a series of shadows, dark and light. It's basically a play on the hallucinations theory, right? That this has caused the dark mm-hmm. watchers, but it's in the sense of kind of a misidentification. They're seeing effectively. It's, it's almost like people are are seeing shadows up in the hills, and they're turning them into something human-like. Yeah, and that's the dark watchers. This is the idea, and and again, they are typically seen along the slopes of of the mountains up in the Santa Lucias. And so, if you're on a slope, the sun is at your back, maybe, and it's the early morning. Are mm. dusk and dawn, right? Notice they're mostly seen at dusk and dawn, yep. so the, the sun is much more likely to be at your back. And you're gonna have some funky looking long shadows. So, so pareidolia does make some sense. So, that brings us to the close cousin of pareidolia, or at least it's like a fellow optical illusion. This is something called the Brocken Spectre. Here is an explanation about, of the Brocken Spectre from our friends at. Wikipedia. <laughs> Super the reliable source. S- it, it actually is a very reliable, it's a highly reliable source. That's I not what they told me in high school. Yeah, well, they're wrong. The, well. Well, I, you, it, I mean, 
It, it is though. It's 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 actually a referee yeah. now. It's actually a very good source. But it's not an original source. So if you're writing an academic a paper, true, you need to. Go but the original source. Yes, although that's getting less true all the time because they are a lot of the articles in, in Wikipedia. We shouldn't be on this tangent right now. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> are, are are fully you know fully uh, uh, sourced articles like you'd see in an Encyclopedia Britannica or something like that. So it's not completely true. It's a it's a bias from the early days of Wikipedia that's that's becoming I think uh, anachronistic. Okay, thank you. That's my that's my soapbox. And if you use Wikipedia all the time, you should donate to them. And you can't just go on and change Wikipedia anymore like you I used know. to do. Yeah. The Spectre. This is from Wikipedia. That carried just bad mouth. The, the Spectre <laughs> appears when the sun shines from behind the observer, who is looking down from a ridge or peak into mist or fog. That's critical. The light projects their shadow through the mist, often in triangular shape due to perspective. The apparent magnification of size of the shadow, so it becomes really long, is an optical illusion. It occurs when the observer judges their shadow on relatively nearby clouds to be the same distance as faraway land objects seen through gaps in the clouds. So it looks like it's much larger. It's actually much closer to, to you on that mist or that cloudiness than other things are that, that you can see that, that are much, much further away. And so you, it messes up with your perspective. So it looks very long and very tall. And I'm going back to the, to, the, to the quote here. The shadow also falls on water droplets of varying distances from the eye, confusing death perception. The ghost can appear to move, sometimes suddenly, because of the movement of the cloud layer and variations in density within the cloud, end quote. That's basically, so that's specific to the Brock Inspector, but it's, it's essentially a class of optical illusion that you're essentially seeing your own shadow and it, it looks tall, it looks more distant than, than you realize it is, it looks bigger and stretched out and angular and long than you think it is, and it's, it's baffling, you don't know what it is, and it can be caused not just by sunlight, either by, it can be by moonlight or even artificial light. It's just very, but it, it needs really specific conditions of angles and the and, uh, moisture in the, in the right. air around mm-hmm. you as well. But these areas of slopes with the perfect, with low sun angle are exactly what you expect to see these things. They're rare, but they're, they're seen all the time. They're fully understood now. In fact, the Brock Inspector, it was discovered in the 18th century in Germany, as you wow. might have known. It's when travelers through the Harz Mountains in Germany, they had long been reporting seeing these dark creatures in the hills and the mountains there, and, they, and it terrified them. So this cat named Johann Silberschlag, great German name, awesome. by the way. Strange name for a feline. Oh, my God, Karen. <laughs> he, Johan, decided, I'm going to go figure out what this Brocken Spectre is. The Spectre means ghost, as, as you know. Brocken, I guess, was a town nearby, something like that. Let's say it was. So he decided to look into the phenomenon, and he figured it out. He, he explained it in 1780. He figured out what that was. It had to do with the light and the shadow and the atmosphere and what was causing it, and he was right. And so... It, this is something, and, and I feel like if he had someone had done the same thing right now, he'd be, you know, vilified in the media, attacked, called a liar, and not believed by all the people who believe it. But then, in a more rational time, 1780, <laughs> people go, "Oh, okay, good one. We don't believe as a ghost anymore. Mm-hmm. We believe what you just said because you just explained it to us." Different time. Sad. Well, you weren't there. There could have been plenty of people who didn't believe him and still wanted to believe it was a specter. 
Gary's just really salty today. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. You weren't there, you son of a bitch. You went in 1787, Germany, you asshole. Don't pretend you know what you're talking she about. She is right. Maybe you're right. That. Maybe you're right. But it seems like you. That's not a new phenomenon now. What's I not mean, a new I, phenomenon? The whole denial of the truth. You're right. But it's, I feel like Because I swear of God, your long held beliefs into yeah, something. But it does, it, seem, it does appear that it was quickly accepted as the uh, yeah. appropriate explanation for this. Rock inspectors can also have this halo-like ring or, or rings at their tops. They're called glories or glory rings or something like that. So, which is really intriguing because doesn't that sound like that's your wide-brimmed hat? It's weird. It's a weird detail, isn't it? The wide-brimmed yeah. hat. So is the stave or the stick? Because that's that is another phenomenon of or a characteristic of these Brock inspectors is this that elongation of the features. That's there's your stick, the glory, the halo along the top. There's your wide brimmed hat. Dark watchers are always seen around dusk or dawn, as we just talked about. That's when the sun is low. That's the, that's real, that's the time that Brock inspectors were always seen. That's the time that this phenomenon is is almost always seen since then and now. And as we talked about earlier, also Brock inspectors like dark watchers, suddenly disappear if you change your perspective. So if you go close, it's like, oh, you can't approach it. No, you can't approach it. It disappears yeah. because you're changing your perspective and the phenomenon goes away. If you change your angle, it, go, it can usually go away or sometimes it can move first and then go away. Yeah. And it's, it's very confusing. I mean, I, you know, I, I have seen some of those pictures. There are no legitimate pictures of dark watches, as we mentioned, but there are pictures of Brock inspectors. You check them out. Maybe we'll put some on our social media. They look pretty damn spooky. Honestly, seeing a Brock inspector, seeing a dark watcher, let's say dark watches are a, a version of a Brock inspector, that'd be pretty damn scary, especially if you don't know what you're seeing. You see this, this huge humanoid, long black thing seems to be watching you from the hill a short distance away. That's, um, I, you're alone maybe? Going through the mountains, hmm. Hmm, I would yeah. be pretty scared. So I want to do that. It's on the list. Weird world road trips. We're going to the Santa Lucia Mountains. We're going to see a dark watcher if it kills us. We're just going to walk across be, the trail again and again and again until we see one. That one would be pretty easy for us. Except, you going, know, not, not, not seeing the watcher, but going. Yes, yes, it would. That would not be hard. I'm not really a dawn person, <laughs> so I'm thinking it's more of a dusk Me thing. either. I'm more <laughs> of a dusk fan. Mm-hmm. So that is the story of the Dark Watchers, a legend from yeah. our own Central Coast here in California. That is that quite interesting. We have never heard of before. Not They're not once. that well known. Uh-uh. Yeah, oddly enough, even though this, I think it's an interesting legend. I think it has a it has a, a good, very likely explanation, but it doesn't make it to me any less interesting than no. I think there's some kind of a creature up there, which I would not have thought because I'm, you know, a grown up. But <laughs> you know, it does have this. I think interesting answer that that doesn't lessen its intrigue to me at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a grown up who loves strange yes creatures. He loves I do. It, so I don't do. Act like oh that. no, I wish there was dark watchers up there watching over us. I would I would I would never bring high tech with me. Never. I would wave to them, but I would not try to approach them. I would respect them I deeply, br- and I would bring them flowers and nuts. Yes. Not the good almonds, I mean, <laughs> you know, the unsalted almonds that you forgot and you bought out by accident because you thought they were salted or smokehouse, and you and bring them those almonds. Sure. <laughs> so that is the Dark Watchers. Well, thanks. Very Steve. interesting. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. I, I have vaguely heard of them for a mm-hmm. long, long time ago, but I ran across them again recently. I thought that sounds like a good story for now, the Halloween season, which we are, as you Ooh. know, in the midst of. 
So look for another spooky Halloween episode next week here on Weird World. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.